And welcome to episode 43 of the Playconomics podcast, breaking down the business of your favorite industry, the video games industry, providing you with financial context for industry trends. I'm one of your hosts, Bobby Kowecki, and joined with me today is Matt, the New York City living, Jersey abandoning. You know it. He kissed two homeless men and a rat stealing a slice of pizza on his way in. Mascari. Yo, you know, you know, I love New York City. Do you? I have a question. I have a question. When you go back to Jersey, do you reenact the intro to The Sopranos every time you're driving back from New York City? Every single time. That's the only reason I would think that anyone would live in New Jersey. It's a horrific state. It's fine. It's fine. Um, However, however, I'm in New York. I'm loving it. I mean, New York is like the fourth most horrific state, and I'm from there. No, stop it. New York City is the greatest place on the planet, and I'm not going to get into it on this podcast. This- no, no, no. We are. We are. Okay. Because Never mind. Look, the New York Stock Exchange is in New York. We got to pump, pump the people up, okay? You're recording from a New York City hotel room, like a 1970s prostitute, okay? Basically. <laughs> Basically. Um, so we're here, man, and I just need to, like, if Jersey is the worst state in America, which... I think we can agree. North Dakota's. No, South Dakota's second. Which is the one with Mount Rushmore? North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, get South out of there. We don't. Yeah, they need we, to merge. That's it. Like, all they need all to do the is states merge. that have, That's like, it. could you imagine being, de- like, North, de- when Dakota was Dakota and having the balls to be like, mm, we want two of us. See, this isn't a history podcast, but I'm curious. Did they make all of them at the same time? Were they, like, North and South Dakota? We should have that. Or was it Dakota was too big and they split them? Same thing with Virginia and the Cal- the Carolinas. Like, d- were they originally like North and South Carolina? There doesn't need to be one Carolina. I want to know. See, I'm on some silly shit because while Same. I want to know that, I would also like to know all of the rejected state names. I want to know where North Georgia is. Not to mention Southeast Wyoming as its own province. Yeah. Also, why what the hell is going on? In, yeah, why is – I mean, but you could say that, but why is Russia so big? Yeah, but they're a country. Yeah, but they could basically be their own continent if you think about it. That's fair. We almost are our own continent. We should be. I mean – Stop. We <laughs> should topic. be. We Next should topic. be. What was, what was it a couple years ago? Trump was going to buy Iceland. Remember this? I don't care. I really buy don't. Iceland. Okay. God, here we go. Okay. Here's my, here's, here's my. So what happens first? We buy Iceland or Papa John's buy Nintendo. Which one happens? Bro, I could get Iceland for pennies on the dollar. What is, what is Iceland's main export revenue? Seal blubber? Doesn't matter. Depression. Whatever we paid for Alaska, double it. That's what Iceland costs. Alaska's worth about 45 Russias. Alaska, you could walk to Russia from Alaska. Okay, Cold War breaks out. You know where the front line's going to be? Nome, Alaska. 
And we're into it here. A couple little topics at the beginning, the top of the show. Just a couple little housekeeping things. Matt, I'm going to need you to read out the uh, title I put in the document here of the first thing we're going to be covering. I'm going to need you to read it out loud. Hold on, hold on. Because I'll be clipping this. Clip it. Okay. Just the first one? (laughs) Just Just the the title. The first title of our mini topics, as I like to say, high-speed gaming, is... Daddy needs his Zynga. Daddy needs his Zynga, man. Daddy Coming to us from GamingIndustry.biz. It's official. Daniel Pardis over there reporting. Uh, Take two completes the Zynga acquisition. Deal closed May 23rd. So three days ago from when we're recording this. So Monday? On Monday. Um, Take two Interactive has completed the acquisition of mobile studio Zynga following shareholder approval from both parties last week. The transaction sees Grand Theft Auto publisher purchase all outstanding shares of the company. For approximately $12.7 billion, we are three to complete our combination with Zynga, said Take-Two chairman and CEO Strauss Zelnick, um, who called the deal a pivotal step in the firm's plan to build out its mobile offering. find this very interesting. Why? For a couple reasons. Why? Yeah. For its mobile offering. I was right? going to say, that is the only sentence I cared about in that entire thing. And I want to get yeah, Why else do you buy Zynga, right? Like, uh, you, you buy what I would argue is... Zynga made Farmville, right? I'm not... I'm not... So... I could Google that. Get Farmville on the phone. Get him out of the nursing home. Get Farmville out of the Ooh, nursing home. Made. Farm... But, like, listen, with with... All these sports, yeah, with all these sports games, uh, with the sort of field in play, as it were, I'd be so curious to see if uh, EA made a made a push for a mobile force, mobile first sports type title, like a um, what is it in FIFA, like your your manager mode or whatever, where you're like building up your roster and you're opening up the card packs. That's got Take Two written all over it. Yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll talk on um new sports games that are coming out later on in the episode so i think we can loop that in because i think you're right i think the mobile game and another aspect of something new in gaming is going to really take the sports market we're going to see some mob wars they're going to bring we remember mob Mob wars Wars mob wars was like the poor man's farmville like when you're done tending to your crops in farmville but more importantly than mob wars are or farmville is what do you think all of these companies are doing with the mobile game revenue? Because that's why that obvious that's the only reason you want to get into mobile games is because they're borderline free money. They print money, they're easy money, and we see Activision Bl- or Activision Blizzard King getting purchased by Microsoft. One of the main things for that purchase was King's access to mobile games. Mm-hmm. And that development, we're seeing this with Takes Two, with Zynga, mobile game. We're seeing a lot of these mobile game publishers getting scooped up, and we're seeing mobile game come to the forefront. Is this good for gaming? Are we going to get an influx of cash into our beloved titles? Or is everything going to be mobile games, and we're going to get mobile game bullshit? I think it's going to be a lot of mobile game bullshit, but let me take your questions couple times here because i just want to pull up one piece of confirmed okay so strauss zelnick has been uh at take two uh since 2007 he became he was chairman in 2007 and became ceo in 2011 
Okay. So he's been at take two for a while. I would say he's been at take two as long as add-on monetization has been a revenue vertical within games, right? Between DLC, day one passes, microtransactions, but ba, 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 ba. he's seen kind of the real outgrowth of, of all these different ways to suck money out of a platform or a game. What do I think all these companies do with their mobile studios? Yep. I think it's just to grease the wheels for their bigger um their bigger projects. I don't I like if I'm at take two. Not that I don't put effort into my mobile offerings, but if I see a consistent revenue stream coming from mobile, well, shit, like I can fund my projects in pretty much perp. Not that Take Two needs the money because they got two K and they've got all these other microtransactions, but like, yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. Like that, there's your, as you said, free money kind of but thing. Isn't that, isn't that good for gaming though? Like, imagine if because, and I, I don't think they will in any way, shape, or form before I mention this. But we got the 2K and we got all the microtransactions in that. What if they just made a mobile game and the mobile games were supplementing that Twitch knee-jerk, like, steady cash flow through shady mobile game bullshit, and it's when they go to implement it in one of a, a mainline title on a console or PC they hesitate in putting things like that in there because they don't have to. Unfortunately, because of the microtransaction nature, like again, everybody's an adult. I'm not, this is not an excuse for anybody's actions, but like mobile game bullshit is predatory, right? Agreed. So you, you can't give somebody the loot box fix or the card pack fix. And then if they transition over to console and that's not there, expect them to stick. They just won't. Hmm. You understand so you, what I'm saying? So you think it's almost the players want it as much as the developers want the revenue from it? Yeah, unfortunately, I I, I would say that it's a vocal minority kind of thing. What I would say is that the players who the developer cares about the most when it comes to their opinion on loot boxes are the people who play right the developers don't really or at least from an outside perspective from a monetary perspective developers don't care about the people who say take the loot box out of your games if they have a couple whales just continuously buy the coins buy the coins buy the coins those are the people where they're like you like the game you want some coins and i also think i gave you some coins it's extremely effective when the games aren't pay to win when it's just cosmetics and the only argument is that it's predatory, you're an adult. Don't buy it. You know what else is predatory? Big gulps. Okay. Big uh, you drink you drink you give a, <laughs> No, no, I'm serious. Like not not to not to go not to go full uh what the hell was his name? The the mayor of New York, Bloomberg, when he tried to ban the sodas, but like uh that's predatory. Fun, delicious, bright-colored flavor that'll kill you and give you heart disease. Brought to you by the Philip Morris Company. Philip As I drink my lime soda. Oh, my God. I'm waiting for the sponsorship, man. Uh, can't but, wait. yeah, that's it. Congrats. Take two. You bought Zynga. Daddy needs his Zynga, and he got it. Matt, I'm going to say this title. 
So this is going to be, and I wrote these um, while drinking coffee this morning before I started work, and it's uh, Ubisoft Dick Energy. Um, Not an energy drink. As always, as always, we have soft Ubisoft. Ubisoft, soft, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, buddy. You all right? I've been working for 63 hours straight. You, Just you, should, you should quit your job and fake your death. Um, again, gamesindustry.biz, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but it's uh, there's a lot of hubbub in the industry lately about is Ubisoft going to get required? And it takes a pair of Ubisoft-sized self-entitled balls to uh, go out and say what they're saying here because the report is that Ubisoft reportedly unlikely to sell for less than 60 euros per share. Some shareholders are said to be holding out until the Assassin's Creed publisher reaches 100 euros a share. Rumors of Ubisoft's buyout continue. This is coming from James Batchelor. But a new report suggests the publisher is waiting until its share price improves. According to Deal Reporter, via Seeking Alpha, shareholders and people familiar with the takeover discussion say the price would need to be at least 60 to 70 euros per share before a deal would be accepted. Uh, the price of 100 euros per share has been suggested as a better value for the publisher due to its long-term prospects. It's been reported in recent weeks that Ubisoft is attracting interest from private equity firms such as Blackstone's and KKR who are considering buying the Assassin's Creed publisher. Listen, if you're Blackstone and you like, why are you wasting your own time? Just Just give them what they want. I was going to say like trying to nickel and dime Ubisoft. But also like the balls on Ubisoft where they're like, hey, we're Ubisoft. We made the same Assassin's Creed game a hundred times in a row. And Far Cry, you know that's getting tired and boring. But uh, we deserve more. Don't get me wrong. I like some of the Ubisoft games. 100 euros a share. What is what is 100 euros in real money? Not Monopoly money. I think it's somewhere around... It, I think it's like 120. 107.35. I was wrong. Yikes. Yikes. Catching up. Catching up. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Catching up. Catching who? But I don't I don't know. I just don't like anything that Ubisoft does. And I'm completely jaded on this just because all of the news that has come out of Ubisoft recently is Ubisoft Dick Energy. You know what I want? So much. You know what I want, Matt? What? I want listen. Now here we go. Ubisoft. No, 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 no. Fuck Ubisoft. <laughs> no, I'm thinking big fish here. HBO. Mark Wahlberg. Listen, Succession, great show. I love it. Give me a Succession spinoff about two guys at Blackstone just buying game studios. You want some Emmys? I'll give you some Emmys. That is not what you what I thought you were going to do. I, that's not where I thought you were going to go. What am I going to do? I'm going to buy Ubisoft? No, no. At $60 a share, what's that, like four or $500? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like Ubisoft, and I really do. I'm, I'm over them reporting random news. I feel like they're putting their own news out, saying, oh, we're not going to do this, and you're going to need to offer us this. And Blackstone and KKR, you're going to need this price point. And then the people at Blackstone and KKR are like, 
did we put a bit on Ubisoft? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they take a break from deciding the next eight presidents at Davos to be like, guys, somebody thinks we're buying Ubisoft. And then they find out. Like, the you know, the, the intern Will just Ferrell. walked in and was like, I tweeted it by accident. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right, Trevor. We'll buy it when it's $2 a share next month yeah. after the 15th Assassin's Creed tanks. Um, hold on. I just want I want to see because there's their market cap is six point oh three billion euros. Uh, so slightly if we're if we're doing the conversion. Oh, excuse me. S- slightly slightly less would be the dollar conversion. All right, that's that. Ubisoft. Good luck. Good luck with that. Uh, but good luck still with that on the Ubisoft price, topic. Did they, did they announce the new Assassin's Creed yet? Yeah, it's going to be a live service game called Assassin's Creed Universe or something, something to that effect. But like, it's oh, going to have multiple playable campaigns. Yeah, I pretended that that wasn't an actual thing, and I thought they were just doing the traditional one. Because low-key, the best, my favorite thing about the Assassin's Creed games in the recent like decade is just finding out where they're going to put them. Yeah, it, Oh, we're getting a 300 Assassin's Creed? Ooh, we're getting a Vikings Assassin's Creed? Neato. Yeah. Give me the Old West Assassin's Creed, Ubisoft. Yeah, but... Yeah, I guess. That would be so goddamn cool. I think it it would just... Everyone would want it to be Red Dead, and it wouldn't be. No, I think the one thing that you could pull off... The coolest thing about my favorite Assassin's Creed, which is Assassin's Creed 3, is number one, set in America, greatest country on the face of the planet. Okay. Number two, mm-hmm. you were an American Indian as the character, which was so cool. And you had that dope-ass tomahawk. Yeah, the tomahawk thing, the Native American thing. I, d- it was my favorite. Yeah. Three was So now uh, give favorite. me like a stealthy Native American warrior during cowboy times or like the Civil War even. Come on. Come on. The Civil War I don't know about. What, what don't like as in you've never heard of it? This is the no. first time I'm telling yeah. you that we had a civil war. Yeah, explain to me the civil war and what it was. The no, South no, no. seceded during yes, the late yes. 1800s. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm saying like I don't know if I would put one in the civil war, but I would love a wild wild west one. Very right? focused on horse combat. Or here you go. Ready? Another freebie for you, Ubisoft. That said it before. Why haven't we gotten an Inglorious Bastards Assassin's Creed? Give me a Nazi hunting Assassin's Creed. I digress. Next topic. <laughs> Next topic. I uh, sent my can of Miami Nights G Fuel. Just before this, I had a Viking funeral for my my tub of Miami G Fuel uh, in the bathtub there to honor one of the great character actors of our time. Ray Liotta has passed away. Voice of Tommy Versetti, which is obviously what he's known most famously for, being the protagonist in Vice City. Not nothing else. Nothing. Not Ray Liotta has never done anything else except his cameo in B Movie. If you'll recall, B Movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the two things that Ray Liotta was famous for being Tommy Versetti in GTA Vice City, a seminal role, and the playing himself in B Movie. Any no, all jokes aside, uh, not really gaming news other than the fact that he was Tommy Versetti's voice. Super sad. But uh, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. Rip in peace, Ray. 
that's where I got that from. What the other day, Sarah, like, yeah, wouldn't stop. She was like, why do you say that? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I heard somebody say it and then like, comically An older to boy make, told me in school, like comically to make fun of people. I started saying it and now I say it actually. And she's like, you know that the IP means in peace, right? And I'm like, oh, God, yes, yes, I do. You know that this but, door locks, Sarah, right? I'll see you later. Click. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been my immediate answer. <laughs> I would have done the same thing to However, Matt, what are you playing, buddy? As we, as we, nothing? Not even, zero. I have been so... Because I'm going to Canada next week. Oh, so where I video games played, are outlawed. Trudeau is on, no, is, is on the warpath. It's not that. It's just they're going to so waterboard you with that's that's how they torture you in Canada. They're Guantanamo Bay is they waterboard you with maple syrup. That sounds kind of nice, but <laughs> I'm into it. But no, you know, the, you know that old timey medieval uh, torture where they strap the guy to like one horse and the other horse, they make the horses yeah. run. In Canada, there's just two mooses. <laughs> what a fake. Country. I believe it's a meese, but what at the joke. same time. Uh, I've literally played nothing. I was uh, I was commuting from New York to Philly yesterday, and I was like, "Yes, I got my switch. I'm gonna finish Triangle Strategy. I'm gonna do it." Uh, my my switch was dead. Good. So instead, instead of that, shout out Pete Murphy. Ah, oh, I shouldn't have said his last name. Doesn't matter. Shout out Pete. Carry me to witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> shout out pete i am currently crafting a one shot for a DD campaign because that was the only thing i had access to was a computer without internet and now that microsoft paint is hard to find i had microsoft word so i drafted up a one shot so uh we're gonna have to get the crew together to play some DD. what is a one shot so I'm an, a I'm, I, I i'm a married man so yeah. i i don't yeah. know what the hell dungeons so. and dragons terms is so uh D campaign lasts several play sessions like you play it the same campaign more than once a one shot is something that you handle in one sitting so it's like a one to three hour thing where you just like go through it oh, i've got done. this for you okay here's the DD <sighs> setup okay and it could be any characters right it could be any characters uh i mean there's a set like classes and roles you could pick from but like you could you could make them basically anything okay they're so vague i will be playing as arnold schwarzenegger from predator <clears throat> who is basically a one shot could kill anything <laughs> that's, that's not it that's not except what the heart attack he's gonna have from all the steroids yep so the villain is within me and the 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 D and D campaign is you guys getting me to the magical hospital as so Arnold get Schwarzenegger into the in Predator. Get into is that the Greek. What, I didn't see that film, but yeah, probably. It's not that. It's not that. It's get into the Greek, but with Arnold Schwarzenegger and a health problem instead of uh, whatever the dude. Well, do me is. a favor. Look up Schwarzenegger what? and Predator. People, I've, people, I've pe- people right it. now on the internet are like, oh, Chris Hemsworth at Thor. Like, oh, dude. like there's that scene in the new Thor trailer where his robe comes off and he's naked. Yeah. First of all, there are no, there's no amount of steroids that Hemsworth could be doing as Thor that would put him in Schwarzenegger's prime. Commando Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Predator Schwarzenegger. Come on. I agree. I agree. People I are a joke. 
Get However, Trudeau on the podcast. I'm sick why? and tired of this. <laughs> but you know what? If, Stop if, dodging the calls, Justin. If Justin Trudeau wants to come on the podcast, Ubisoft is a kid. It's a French studio, so if they're French, they've got ties to Canada. That's how that works. Topic number one. <laughs> Wait, what have you been playing? Um, what I've been playing this week is a myriad of things. F- almost done with Nobody Saves the World. I can I can see the end within my grasp. And then I think I'm going to take a little bit of a detox. It's Memorial Day weekend. Spend some time with my loved ones. Nice. Hold them close and dear during these fraught times that we live in. But next week, I'm going to play Diablo Immortal on my phone. Because what? You don't have a phone, man? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> joke uh yeah i'll be playing diablo immortal i'm actually excited for it and i'm excited i'm excited to hate it yeah i don't think you're going to though i also don't i think i'm thinking i'm teetering on a a microtransaction binge yeah Uh, and then the week after that man ps plus plus extra plus with a little bit of premium plus on the side comes out So expect a review of that whole ecosystem kind of as it is it stands when it launches. But speaking of Sony, big news this week from everybody's favorite publisher, to your health. A lot of big news coming out of Sony. We're going to break this up into a couple different parts. Main article here from gamesindustry.biz, our BFF over there, Marie Delisandri. We've never met, but in spirit writes 12 live service games 300 million in pc sales aggressive she writes in quotes mobile strategy playstation lays out its plans reading from the article now platform holder details growth priorities as expand as it expands beyond playstation 5 sony released a document detailing its strategy for the coming years with an increased focus on live games pc mobile among other things, called PlayStation, The Road to Profitable Transformation. The document was part of a wider presentation on strategy on Sony's strategy across all business segments. While the presentation included an in-depth look at the PS5 and, among others, its supply constraints, there is something that was covered at length in the recent financial report and subsequent earning calls. So they break this down into a couple different verticals here so i'm just going to touch on these briefly so starting with pc uh games written from the article again another area of its growth identified by sony is expanding its audience beyond its first party platforms pc sales represented 80 million for playstation in the full year of 2021 and the company is estimating that it will reach 300 million in the full year financial year of 2022 moving to mobile now Sony wants to double down on mobile in what it describes as aggressive growth plans. The company is said to is said it's going to leverage partnerships to build leading mobile development and publishing capabilities within SIE. Okay. New IP and PlayStation Plus. On the IP front, Sony is to increase its investment in new IP when looking at PlayStation Studios investment by IP type. The existing IP currently represents 77% of the investment versus 23% of new IP. For financial year 22, PlayStation estimates new IP to rise to 34% of all IP investment with the hopes to reach a 50-50 split between new and existing IP by financial year 25. Lot to lot to unpack there, Matt, before we even go to the next sort of Lego that we're gonna build on top of here. How does that all sit with you, buddy? I like it. And I like it for a couple reasons. 
their big focus on PC and mobile gaming, I think, in, as a whole, is good for gaming in general. I think it's really good for Sony. Mm-hmm. Because, and if you see here, they're focusing on two new revenue streams, mobile PC, that is going to be a huge, and I think we're going to talk about it in the next article that we're going to pull up, a huge revenue spike is going to come from there. And we saw it with God of War, and we discussed it on the last episode about how them putting older titles that PlayStation has played to death onto PC, they're getting free money to cash flow a game and to reinvest it. And I think it's very, very interesting that they're saying we're going to add these two new revenue streams in mobile and PC gaming. And now we're going to start developing new IP and we're going to swap from 23% new IP to 50% or new IP because they know that revenue is coming and they're not worried about reproducing the same old tried and trues anymore. And they're willing to take a risk. And I think that was where you had discussed in previous episodes. Risk is reward. Mm-hmm. And this is what Sony does best. And I'm it's, so excited. I'm excited. But look, the reading between the lines thing here is that, you know, if you go to down the, the year 2025, financial year 2025 comes up more than once here. Not once in this article was there a substantive plan or uh, cogent point on hey, we know we're supply constraint and here's how we're making it better. Not once, which tells me whatever you think, whenever you think the the market is going to ease up, Sony has the real numbers and predicating their moves here, man, those chips are not getting any easier to find for anybody is what this tells me. I see it completely opposite. I think this and the doubling down on the future means that what they're currently putting out with PS5s and getting them into people's hands, it might not be exactly what they wanted because obviously you always want more people to have it. I don't think they're disappointed. Like even with the chip shortage, PS5 sold numbers. Oh yeah. So I think this is saying that they're not really acknowledging the chip shortage, but they're not in scramble mode to resolve that issue. Because Correct. They they're know, not they left know. high and dry here. They, yeah, they have they other the ways. I mean, the mobile thing is super interesting. The yeah. PC thing could have seen that coming, right? Like, interesting. You know what they didn't mention? What? Their subscription. Because they know it's not going to be a revenue source. I think they it know will it's, be. I think it's just something that they have to do because everyone else is doing it. And it's, again, free money. Like, people will buy it, and they won't use it. And I think... You mean they'll just forget it? They'll just set it and forget it kind of thing? Yeah. Which I believe all of the game companies have admitted they will not do that anymore, where it's, like, automatic re-ups. And I think they're going to find a way to do it, because you have to. That's the value of a subscription model. But I thought it was... This article was very interesting, because they focused on mobile, PC, the fact that they're confirming in 2025 they're going to try and put out bangers and new bangers. By 2025, meaning yeah. the bangers are in route. Yes. 
and they're happy with the amount that PlayStation 5 has sold regardless of the chip shortage. And I think that's very, very important because I don't know if we would be continuing to see this type of push from Sony if they weren't happy with where the PS5 was. They'd be trying to do something about that and they would have addressed it in a message like this, especially Mm -hmm. with how future speaking they are. And they're not because they're happy with the results. The results speak for themselves in volume sold, uh, money generated, console sales, all of those things that the chip shortage isn't as financially a big of a deal to Sony as making sure the pipeline of 2023, 2024, and 2025 is cash flowed and IP flowed. Greatest company of all time. Matt, read the second part of this story, my good man. Hold up, hold up. I'm holding my uh, I'm holding my microphone. It's hard to point and click. Uh, you don't have to vamp. Sony official reveals official. You sure, I don't got a vamp. You sure, I don't got. Sony reveals official PlayStation PC sales numbers, and they're bangers. Game in this article brought to us by GameRant.com by Philip Galkovic. Galkovic's a cool name. I'll give it to him. Sony hasn't been shy about the fact that most of its PlayStation ports to PC have been reasonably successful up until now. In fact, the company has only doubled down on these uh, efforts since the first tentative steps into the PC marketplace, and it is plenty obvious by now that it is going to continue for the foreseeable future as well. Uh, Video game analyst Benji Sales, and this is a humble, humble plead. Benji, we love your work. Benji, We'd what love are you to see doing? on the podcast. Enough, man. Answer Stop playing hard to Twitter get, DMs. Benji. Let's get on the pod, Benji. Like, Either get on the podcast or give us a hard no. Like, do you know you how know many you people want. we've had to bump for you, Benji? Musk is Elon. Stop. Like, he's at the door, Benji. Benji. It's Benji, not Elon. We don't need him. I know. I'm getting Benji. Benji Sales has just posted that's about Sony's latest briefings where the company revealed that it's expecting extremely substantial PC growth for the next f- fiscal year. According to the featured slide, Sony got uh, 100 and, almost 109 billion or million in revenue from its three biggest PC ports so far. Interesting, interestingly, the massive growth that has been forecast for the uh, fiscal year of 2022 further underlines the notion that more PC ports are coming down the PC or the PlayStation pipeline in the very near future. Goes on to put on um, the graphic from Benji Sales Twitter regarding Horizon Zero uh, Dawn success, um, Days Gone, and God of War doing great numbers on the PC growth, and it's. The year-over-year growth is staggering just because – I think it's because they put titles on this. Mm-hmm. But we're seeing a 34 – million? Yeah, 35 million in 2020, 80 million in 2021. And then for the end of fiscal year 2022, they're expecting 300 million. 300 Look, million is a big difference. Big old take old difference. Love it. Take old difference. But it's not all good news in the world of uh... – not all good, all, all good news in the world of Sony, because we live in a world of give and take. And because oh, stop my, it. I think my exact 
text to you when I read this next piece here about Sony's expansion into new spaces was, please, God, send me to the shadow realm now, because coming to us from IGN is that Sony announces Horizon series for Netflix, God of War series for Amazon, and a Gran Turismo show. <laughs> coming to us by Ryan Dinsdale from IGN, three major Sony franchises are getting TV adaptation. With Horizon going to Netflix, God of War to Amazon, and Gran Turismo to a currently unannounced platform or network and revealed in an investor briefing on May 26 today. And confirmed by industry insider David Gibson on Twitter, Sony President Jim Ryan revealed during a Q&A that the company was expanding its entertainment adaptations further. Now. Now, 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 now. Hit me. Here's why I'm just a little... I have a flame of hope because I was scrolling through the old Twitter, right? Wishing that the shadow realm would take me after reading this news. And David Jaffe met one of the men responsible for bringing God of War to life. Saw his tweet and it tweet and it, I'll show it on screen here, but he tweets. Well, that was a hard cat to keep in the bag. And I heard the studios Kratos casting idea. I ain't telling but it's both out of the fucking box and super logical. David Jaffe. We can't read that. However, however. Out of the box and super... Listen, listen. You you tell me we get the rock as... That's what that means. It's not. The rock as... Uh, here's He's not out of the box. Super logical. David Jaffe's words. He knows the casting. Super logical, yet out of the box. He's so not out of the box. So here's your picks. Here's who it's going to be. Rock, Diesel, or Momoa? Nope, I got one more. I know. You're fucking a Vikings guy. It's not going to be him. No, 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 no. Another Marvel superhero. Hugh Jackman? No, absolutely not. The guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Batista! Yeah. Now, there is an idea I didn't think of, but would actually... Oh, would you say it's out of the box? But also perfect? Matt, I'll eat my hat, because that... uh... Everybody for so long wanted him as Marcus Phoenix from Gears that yeah. I, I never considered. Yeah. I would love it. And I think it would give him some... I'm trying to think of what else I'd know him from besides Guardians of the Galaxy. And I haven't really And being the WWE SmackDown champion. Like that, that one dope match where he fought the great Kali. Yeah. But I think it gives him... Like... Char- a character development role, which, to the best boy. of my knowledge, yeah, the he doesn't winter, have. The winter I would, is coming, boy. If, it, if it's not somebody from Vikings, I want him to do it. Listen, whenever Nicole poops out a kid, man, if it's a boy, <laughs> is it is it bad in twenty? Like, even if we name our kid to refer to him as boy, but don't boy. I think yeah. I don't that think was school. Um, but to be honest, I'm more excited for the Horizon one. Yeah, let's get Lara Croft in as Aloy, you know? 
uh, Taylor Croft, Angelina Jolie. I was gonna say Les Croft. I was like, no. let's get a video game to play a video game while who we're at it. Sonic's uh, Mario. Who was it? Was Scarlett Johansson who was in Ghost in the Shell? Everyone was all up in arms about that one. Yeah, let's get ScarJo in as Aloy. When I think robot oh, no. dinos, I think Scarlett Johansson. Perfect. I love it. But yeah, I'm excited for that one. The Gran Turismo one, I haven't really yeah, played. It? It's basically Top Year. Like I yeah. would say, Gran Turismo is like a uh, <clears throat> like a reality show to me is more interesting than the God of War show and Horizon show put together. Hold on, hold on. What's Read the movie? Um, what's the movie with Clint Eastwood and his car? He's got, oh, like, Gran Torino. Yeah, I'm picturing that. <laughs> There's nothing to do. I know. I know. With this, <laughs> Gran Torino's about a grizzled Korean War veteran. All right. I st- I don't know which one you're talking about right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if you're describing the game or not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Moving on. This is great. Sony's expanding. I think this is going to be either a massive profit boon or a horrific failure. Batista Batista as Kratos, man, now that you said it. And I'll tell you right now, it's a profit. I don't care. Personally. You do. You have a way of future telling shit that. Oh, I can't wait for it to be right. And we can announce it on the podcast that we were right again. Kind of like the Activision Blizzard. Uh, King Listen, if we, if we see a Batista Kratos. I would love it. I would love hmm. it. Topic number two. Hit me. Is, uh, this is the Natalie Portman meme where she's like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? You know that meme? Where she's just clapping. Yeah, but she's like, oh, good job. Yeah. Like sarcastic clapping. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they did it matt bless their little hearts game dev union first game dev union legal recognized legally recognized activision union this is coming from nobody else but jason schreier and cecilia d anastasio over at bloomberg activision union gets legal recognition in gaming first <clears throat> testers on call of duty voted to organize after layoffs <clears throat> Union is a Activision had refused to voluntarily recognize the union. Reading from the article directly now, video game testers at Activision Blizzard Inc. voted on Monday to form a union in communication with the Communication Workers of America in first for U.S. listed game company. 19. 19 people. <laughs> 19 quality assurance testers at subsidiary Raven Software who who's Who's at, who assesses the performance? Okay, yes. 19 quality assurance testers at subsidiary Raven Softwares who assess the performance of games in lucrative Call of Duty series voted for a legal recognition of the union they'd first organized in, in January. Three voted against the outcome and ends a protracted battle that began when management refused to voluntarily recognize the group. Workers came together in response to two layoffs at the company last December and their push for official status at the company comes as it's also battling explosive allegations of sexism. I 
did a little more digging into this and read a couple more articles just because the the one that you had sent me for some reason I couldn't get full access to the article. Because it's a blue. You know what I had to do? Let me let me tell you. Let me I know you. Oh, you no, had to no. to it. No, but let me tell you how it's up. My <laughs> used play economics email. No, I I used my intern at work's school ID to get the student. <laughs> discount because i refused <laughs> to give <laughs> bloomberg and jason trier for this ace reporting any more money that i had to oh my god you're the worst however i did some digging and like <laughs> it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make it super clear in this article and correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like only the qa people yeah 19 qa people which, do I, I promise you, the QA department at Raven is more than 19 people. No, because uh, it was 19 voted for. It's a staff in this other article that I have. It's like a staff of like 26. Ooh. So 19 voted for, three voted against, and then four abstained is what I had gathered. But, and then it, like it later on in the article goes to discuss how... Activision Blizzard King leadership was like unionize. But then you won't be able to benefit from all of the good things we're giving to everyone else. Yeah. And also at least make it the whole studio. Yeah, this is well, look, here's the thing. The whole studio want to unionize because they're smarter than that. They understand that the, the benefit outweighs you. The benefit and I'm in the first video game union. Ding. I all. I also think that it's we also are seeing that QA got and I believe it's like historically documented QA at Raven Studio got the shortest end of the shortest stick. And I think that's why they are the loudest in like this push to unionize because I they were the ones that received the biggest backlash of layoffs and things like that because they're and in my experience working in industry with qa people they're very very underappreciated and very very undervalued as a support role and not a revenue generating role and because of that i completely see them being 100 overlooked and i think it was somewhere in the article it was saying they got they had like 30 percent of their workers cut from layoffs and that's where this union conversation came from. And they wanted their contractor, longtime contractors converted to FTEs, which is fair. It's just, I really hope it gets accomplished with the union. I really yeah, do. I, I, ho- I hope they get what they're looking for. I, I, um, hope, I hope each and every I'm person skeptical. who... But I really, I and like I feel for the people because it's gotta be, and from what I've heard, and what I've seen over the internet with Activision Blizzard King is that it's everyone's dream to work on these games because they're the games that everyone grew up playing. It's the World Correct, of Warcraft. Yeah. It's the Call of Duty. These are the games of games. This is our generation's like biggest stuff. This is the big yeah, it's the biggest possible thing you could be doing in this industry for our generation. And they get there and they made it. And it's awful. And it, they get that Wizard of Odd moment of they, they see pull the Oz, curtain back. Yeah. And it's just 
to have that and to get finally to where you wanted to be working on what you wanted to be working on all of those years in schooling and to get a shit end of a stick and never get promoted to even just a full-time employee feels bad. It feels bad, but I think that this is perhaps just speaking to your portion of this, right? Like I want to keep this as business focused as um, we can here. But I also think that has to do with perhaps the perception of working in games. I think if people were a little bit more transparent that it's not like while it is everybody's dream job, the glamour slowly fades. And what I'm, there's this great um, excerpt by Bourdain. And I don't know if it was from his show or one of his books, but he talks about, he's like, every so often it'll be a Saturday night. It'll be packed in a restaurant. The kitchen will be hot. I'll be working the line and I'll look down and I'll see the person who maybe quit their job or just got out of culinary school and they're in the weeds and they're, you know, fucking up orders. And I'll see the look. The look where they realize that this is different than what they thought. Yeah, but to my point, an excellent quote. Love Anthony Bourdain. Rest in peace again. Um, but that's not the disappointment I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the fact that they're disappointed that they're in that industry. I'm saying they're disappointed because they're not they're not being valued and they're not contributing to their like the company they're not being recognized for the work that they're inputting it's it's not even that i'm explaining it wrong but it's not that they don't want to be in the video game industry it's that they get to work on these like projects they've always wanted to work on and not just some other game industry place like they're okay with the industry but they wanted to work on their childhood games games yeah i feel you violent <clears throat> but to close it out basically what i'm thinking on the game unionization thing is this because i feel like we dwell on this we we prolong the conversation in this industry an industry where it's a first an industry that's been functioning for a very long time been very profitable and made a lot of people catapulted Lost, them to successful careers in the industry, I don't know if unionization is the right thing. Where I believe this will run into trouble is game studios with uh, game companies or game publishers with studios in different countries. Yep. Because there's different unionization rules. So go ahead and, and try like rock a union at Rockstar that's got 180 different studios across different countries. But that's where I'll leave it. And maybe they don't need it, but... We'll see what happens. It This is the first. I guarantee you it won't be the last. But let's bring it in for our last topic. You're totally right, buddy. We hinted at it earlier in the episode today. But I'm pulling up the article now. Bear with me. God. And this is an article by ES... I guess it's not a... Yeah, it is an article by ESPN. ESPN NFL partners with mythical games for an NFT based video game. Bop bop by uh, Tommy Van Haren. The NFL and the NFL Players Association announced a new partnership on Wednesday with gaming technology studio Mythical Games 
to introduce an NFT-based video game called NFL Rivals. The game will officially launch in 2023, but fans will have the opportunity to purchase 32 limited quantity collection 3D NFL-themed NFTs and a series of drops prior to the release. The actual game itself will allow fans to compete against other games as general manager of a team in a fantasy-style environment uh, with uh, while assembling rosters with NFTs of their favorite players uh, throughout a play-and-own system. This yeah. is going to be the epitome of the way that NFTs work in video games, and it is exactly what everyone thought it was going to be. And it's... Mobile game bullshit! It's mobile game bullshit because they give you the, like, fantasy football aspect of being the GM and everything, and like we were talking about with FIFA, you could do that on a phone. All of my fantasy football stuff is handled on my phone. I do not go on my computer to change my lineup to do literally anything. I'm sure it'll be better on console or computer or whatever. But if they don't have a banger mobile game adaptation of this, I'd be very surprised. I really like the the 32 helmets, the 3D helmets is very specific because I'm not sure if all of our listeners know, but there's 32 NFL teams. No. No, no, no. But which means there's going to be one helmet per team, and you will be the owner of the New York Giants' first NFT. Well, I don't know know if it goes into if there'll be one of ones or one of whatevers. It looks like they're promos. No, like... Are is are are there more, you know, Chicago Bears than New England Patriots helmets, or there is only no, thirty two? No, no. It's saying, but fans will have an opportunity to purchase thirty two limited quanti- quantity limited quantity. Okay, so I'm assuming there's going to be one of each, and one of each is awesome. I mean, they're not this. they're not the swamp verse, so I'm not I'm yeah. not investing. Yes, but. And you don't like sports anywhere near as much as I do. And I really don't think you know anything about NFL players and their personal habits. You don't know that. A a lot of them are very heavily into crypto. And they're very, very into cryptocurrencies, NFTs, all of the blockchain stuff. So seeing this come out of the NFL and having the Players Association's approval... I think we're going to start seeing NFTs and blockchain metaverse stuff in gaming more prominently now that something not, like the NFL. Yeah, and not even just video games. It's just going to be in sports gaming. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be in the NFL, the NBA, the um in FIFA. It's going to be in all of the major sports leagues now are going to have some type of NFT interaction. And the NFL was the first one in. It won't be the last one in. NBA's got top shots, but yeah, I, I get where yeah, you're. I'm yeah, picking yeah. up what you're putting That's down. That's fair. But I'm excited. I think it's cool. Does it interest me enough? Not really. Well, listen, man. When this the... Diablo Immortal thing hits, this is going to be a pivotal moment for me. They put some Diablo Immortal NFTs in there. I could be a. I don't know what a Diablo. I don't even know the story of Diablo. I think it's just fun to play. If they put nfts in world of warcraft 
I'm going to go bankrupt. Matt, I don't know. It's just a subscription. Once, I'm, once I get done with my Sony room, maybe at some point this summer. Listen, I, I was serious. I'll play World of Warcraft with you if you download and buy God of War. Hold on. I stand by that. I'm going to buy it on, on camera right now. I wish I could share my screen. You could Are you really buying God of War on camera on Steam? Literally right now. Oh my god, you're an absolute mad lad. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Steve would... <sighs> Open Ladies Steam, and... I'm trying to give you money! But yes, I will play God of War if you get World of Warcraft. Deal. And you don't... You, when you sign up, I'm gonna send you a friend request. Like a... Um, Buddy pass? It yeah, it's like a referral bonus, basically. And you basically get you're, ma- you, you, you're making a rip on my uh, on my wow. What? You're, oh, you're making yes. a- yeah. I get a special mount or whatever, but I already have it. Let's but of course, you know that's not. Yeah, that's not I already have. It. Uh, and All then right. We get, we get extra experience if we level together. Friends. Friends playing World of yeah. Warcraft. I could, if I play God of War on my computer, I could just plug in a controller right because i'm not trying to play it on mouse and keyboard i can't imagine why i mean yeah, i'm not a heathen. uh i'm ch- no there's no real touchpad stuff you could get a i mean no because it came out on ps4 yeah i think you could get away playing it just fine on an xbox controller nice i'm curious i almost want to facetime you after this to see how do you have an xbox controller with you because i know you brought your xbox i didn't bring my xbox nerd I Ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing it in for a landing here as Matt buys Bring God of War. It. If Love you like it. what you're hearing and want to hear more of it, leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Share this with a podcast buddy you think will find it beneficial. Find value from it like us on TikTok. Follow us on Instagram. And until next time, this is your Uncle Bobby signing off.